0: This is Perspectives, the show where a look at how we might be different often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. When you think about Atlanta's Beltline, what comes to mind? Yeah, I bet you're thinking about folks on bicycles, people running, people walking, how it has connected all of those neighborhoods over near the Old Fourth Ward. Well, the Beltline is indeed that and so much more. And we've got a guest right here in studio to tell us about the many things that you might not know about Atlanta's Beltline and ways that you can be involved or things that you might be able to do if you are a neighbor on the Beltline's West Side. Our guest is Chuck Meadows. He is, or Charles Meadows, I should introduce him as. Mr. Charles Meadows is our guest. He is the executive director of the Atlanta Beltline. He grew up here in Atlanta. He grew up on the West Side. He grew up in Washington Park on Atlanta's West Side. He is a Morehouse man. He is also a Harvard man, so clearly the smartest person in the room. Uh, He's done a lot of great work. He worked on policy for Governor Roy Barnes. He spent time in the private sector at Ernst & Young. He spent time working at the chamber. He worked on budget and fiscal policy for former Atlanta Mayor Shirley Franklin, which really grounded him in everything that he needed to know in the work that is Atlanta's Beltline. and. Mr. Meadows, welcome to Perspectives. Thanks for coming by to to share some of y'all's success stories. Thanks for having me. I just read that the fundraising component is complete for the Trail on the West Side. Update us on that first up.
1: That's right. the the philanthropic the private and philanthropic community in Atlanta really stepped up. Uh, we raised twelve and a half million dollars towards the West Side Trail, uh, and that project itself has about a forty four million dollar budget. So um, we're excited. The construction is underway now. Um, broke ground about a year ago to the day, uh, as a matter of fact, and that project will be delivered in twenty seventeen uh, and invite folks to to drive through some of Atlanta's West Side neighborhoods like Ashview Heights and West End and West View and and see the progress. Um, But we're really excited about uh, that project and it's coming along on schedule despite all
0: the rain we've had recently. Thirteen days in a row I think it was. That's right. For many people new to the city Very familiar with the Atlanta Beltline, especially people who are new, moving in town. It's a great selling point for the city of Atlanta. But for some of our friends out in the suburbs who hear a little bit about it, aren't exactly sure what it is. Why don't you reset for our audience, you know, the goal of the Beltline?
1: Absolutely. So the project itself is a 22-mile loop of trees, trails, and transit. Uh, So a 22-mile corridor. uh, Along that corridor, we will build a 14-foot-wide multi-purpose trail. Uh, alongside the corridor is a dedicated, in most in instances, a dedicated right-of-way for, for transit. So uh, the Atlanta streetcar that's currently operating in about a two-mile loop downtown will extend both east and west and connect to the Beltline uh, and uh, really uh, tie together uh, uh, the 45 neighborhoods along the corridor and connect those areas in in, in ways that they weren't before. Um, in addition to that, about 1,300 acres of new green space, so so new parks, new places to play, and have fun for folks to enjoy uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's beautiful weather. Uh, and so it, it really is a comprehensive redevelopment project. Um, along the way, Atlanta Beltline, Inc. is purchasing parcels uh, for redevelopment, uh, and it's really transforming the the, the, the area uh, in, in really an unprecedented way. If you think about um, uh, how the project is being implemented, uh, we're taking old abandoned railroad corridors uh, that used to support industrial areas, uh, converting those railroad corridors to the actual Beltline uh, Trail Park transit network itself. Uh, and so, where those railroad tracks used to uh, separate neighborhoods, uh, it, we're, we're, we're taking back that that part of the city and, and using it to, to connect those neighborhoods.
0: And the redevelopment component of the Atlanta Beltline is really what makes it a great win for the city of Atlanta, right?
1: I I would definitely say so. Uh, You know, we've seen a renewed interest uh, in moving back in town, so to speak. So Atlanta's population is growing. Uh, And redevelopment should be a, a big component of that. Um, and along the way, you get to do things for neighborhoods that have suffered from decades of disinvestment, uh, and revitalize those neighborhoods uh, in a great way. So we've seen some some wonderful examples of that uh, examples of that on Atlanta's on the Atlanta Beltline Eastside Trail, uh, with Pond City Market, Krog Street Market, lots of new restaurants and shops and stores, uh, and we expect the Beltline to drive that same energy around the entire twenty two mile loop.
0: Yeah, I love how Atlanta is. Is really becoming a city for foodies, I saw that there are at least 10 neighborhoods on the west side That's that right. are described as having some challenges. What are what are some of those challenges, and how will the Beltline work to improve those?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, in, in the neighborhood I, I just so happened to grow up in, for example, on Washington Park, which is, is one of the neighborhoods on, along the west side trail. Um, we took a recent look at some of the statistics and demographics uh, in these neighborhoods. You're talking about a population of about 24,000 people. Uh, unemployment is still up around 20%. There is a childhood poverty rate that is north of 50 percent. Uh, educational attainment is low. You still got about 25 percent or so who don't even have a, a high school diploma or a GED and only about 25 percent or so that actually have a, 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 bachelor, a bachelor's degree. Um, there's heavy dependence on public transportation. So uh, we look at a project like the Beltline and, and see ways that it can, can connect those residents to job centers uh, and connect them with public transportation so they have access to some of the employment nodes um, that will be along the Beltline and, and then and throughout the entire city. Uh, we look at ways that the Beltline can drive additional interest in these neighborhoods. A lot of the homes in these in these neighborhoods are actually vacant. Uh, and so there is a need for neighborhood stabilization, so to speak, and the Beltline is, is helping draw attention from a real estate per- perspective uh, to those neighborhoods. You look at increased foot traffic, uh, which brings business opportunities. And so we're hopeful uh, that some of these ex- existing residents of these neighborhoods will have the opportunity to to establish and open up businesses along the corridor. Um this is really, you know, for the $44 million that was invested or that is being invested in the West Side Trail uh, marks the largest recent investment, uh, public uh, investment uh, in, in, in this area in a very, very, very long time. And so we're excited about the potential and the opportunity that it brings. But we have to be careful, deliberate, and proactive about it. Uh, What we don't want the Beltline to be associated with is is displacement, quite frankly. And so we are making a very concerted effort to invest in the existing residents so that they have an opportunity to remain in in the important part of the community that they already are. And again, we're hopeful that it actually results in increased economic opportunity and an improved quality of life for those residents.
0: And there's money available to help those folks do that. Am I correct?
1: That's right. So there are several programs um, that are in operation right now. Uh, The Federal Home Loan Bank is actually working very closely closely. With uh, our partner organization, Atlanta Beltline Inc., to invest uh, in those neighborhoods in two forms. One is down payment assistance uh, for low income folks who are looking to purchase a home uh, along the corridor. The other one is in in homeowner occupied rehab, which is a fancy way of saying helping folks fix their homes. So people that are in uh, on a fixed income and uh, you know suffering from the 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 the, the housing market uh, crash, right. Who who don't necessarily have the means to uh, fix holes in their roof or or repair the foundation? Um, this program helps them do that, uh, which is a, which again ties directly to investing in the existing residents and and helping them uh, uh, remain the important part of the community that they are.
0: Do these people have to pay that money back, or are these grants?
1: Uh, the, these are grants. Um, you know, the, the down payment assistance is. You know, we we we. We're, we're hopeful that folks invest there and stay there, uh, and so there are certain parameters around um, what you can do with the home after you've accepted the down payment down payment assistance. But uh, but no, th- these are these are grants.
0: Like you said, ten neighborhoods over on the west side struggling. Lots of people in need could be eligible for, let's say, the rehab program. Need to fix a roof. Need to get some work done on the house. But I'm thinking if you're someone who is struggling to begin with, there may be credit issues. Is that something that people who would be like, oh wow, maybe I can get some of this money and fix my house. Is that something they need to be concerned about?
1: Well, absolutely. And you bring up a good point. Uh, we do understand that there is a, a, a. a, a comprehensive array of challenges right that that are are leading to 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 the problems that we're seeing in these neighborhoods and and we need to be very thoughtful and comprehensive about our approach the way we do that kind of, quite frankly is, is working with partners um, you know the Atlanta Beltline partnership is you know a private nonprofit we were the original organization formed to to, to help implement this Beltline concept. Uh, one of the, you know, initial early or the early ideas um, was to actually form Atlanta Beltline, Inc., which is the implementing arm. So they handle uh, the, the redevelopment, the real estate, the actual construction. Um, but we at the Atlanta Beltline Partnership are looking uh, at ways we can work with other organizations to uh, address just the types of challenges that you bring up. Um, so we're working with the Atlanta Neighborhood Development Partnership, for example, and all the ways that they support um, low-income communities and, and address community development and housing challenges. Um, Wells Fargo has been a great partner. Um, they do the same. They, they put their money where their mouth is, and they have been uh, investing in uh, some challenged areas, actually uh, supporting uh, housing rehab and and purchasing homes and and being a very active partner in in revitalizing some of these areas. Um, We are working with the Annie E. Casey Foundation, which is a little bit more active, uh, a little bit south of the West Side Trail, Um, We're also working with the Integral Group uh, and their Family and Youth Foundation. Uh, They've been very successful in helping um, revitalize uh, challenged neighborhoods and invest in residents as well. And so we're only as powerful as the partnerships that we establish. Uh, There are great organizations out there. Um, with the credibility, the capacity, the capability uh, to address these challenges, so we are looking to uh, establish those relationships with those organizations in the interest of Atlanta Beltline neighborhoods. Um, there's the Westside Future Fund, uh, which is an initiative uh, that's supported by the mayor and other civic organizations. Uh, they're looking at ways they can address these challenges. We've work, worked, uh, we've begun dialogue, a dialogue, and are working very closely with closely with mm-hmm. them. Uh, The Blank Foundation is represented on the board of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership. And as you know, they've been very active in investing in neighborhoods on the west side around their great new asset, which will be the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So uh, we are actively looking uh, to uh, establish relationships with partner organizations uh, that can help address the challenges that these uh, neighborhoods are facing.
0: Now, you just dropped three C's on us in talking about the partnership, but I'm interested in hearing about the three E's in the Beltline Partnerships mission.
1: Great. Uh, So we have uh, uh, three sort of buckets that we focus on. Uh, Enable the project. Engage the public. And empower the residents. Enable the project really pertains to the work that we do to raise money from the private and philanthropic community to invest directly in the development of the Atlanta Beltline itself. Uh, so uh, you mentioned the, the the capital campaign to support the Westside Trail. Uh, that's the most recent uh, instance. So we raised twelve and a half million dollars from the private sector and philanthropic community that went directly into uh, the Westside Trail. So we ena- we enable the project by raising funds from the philanthropic community and the private sector. And secondly, we work to engage the public. Uh, We don't take for granted this enthusiasm and overwhelming support that we feel uh, in Atlanta uh, for the Atlanta Beltline. Uh, We want that to remain the case, and quite frankly, we want that support to continue to grow. Uh, And so we work to educate the public, to, to inform them about the project itself, uh, to provide them with uh, uh, ex- Belt, Atlanta Beltline experiences, so we run uh, walking tours, biking tours, bus tours to get, a, get give folks the opportunity to see the entire corridor. Uh, we we provide free fitness classes uh, to ha- get folks out into the parks and trails uh, in a way that supports health a- and fitness. Um, we operate our Run Walk Go series, which is a series of uh, uh, race events: five uh, Ks, eight Ks, ten Ks. Again, to get people familiar with the various sections of the corridor, to get them out and get them healthy, get them active. And the whole goal uh, really is to make sure that folks understand the project, they're aware of it, we want them to become enthusiasts, supporters, advocates. Uh, we want the support that we and the support and love from the communities that we feel right now to, to continue and to grow, uh, because we got a lot of time left uh, on on the construction schedule, uh, and we want people to uh, remain engaged and remain supportive. And then, lastly, we work to empower the residents of the 45 Atlanta Beltline neighborhoods. Um, as you and I have talked about, you know, you've got quite frankly along that 22 mile corridor some of Atlanta's most well-off neighborhoods and you've got um, some of the most uh, challenged and we want to make sure that the benefits of the Atlanta Beltline expand to the broadest uh, cross-section of the population possible and we want the Beltline to mean uh, again uh, improved uh, quality of life and increased access to economic opportunity for, for all of its residents. And we want to be very proactive and deliberate in the way uh, we, we do that. And, and, and that is, again, um, by establishing relationships with partners who, who, help, who help further that cause. Uh, so those are our three E's, enable the project, engage the public, and empower the residents.
0: Well, with great optimism, the Atlanta Beltline is moving forward doing tremendous things that we've talked about. But, I mean, you guys have great momentum and many things to be very proud of, things that you've accomplished. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about the art on the Beltline, one successful thing that you guys have done, and also the Lantern Parade, which I see is one of the largest in not just the United States, but North America.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the Atlanta City Council uh, and and, and uh, then Mayor Shirley Franklin and, and currently Mayor Kasim Reed were very visionary. Uh, so when the Atlanta Belt, when Atlanta Beltline Inc. was established, um, there was a mandate written into their charters to support public art. Uh, art is an important part of you know, creating and maintaining a vibrant civic community. It's it's part of what makes us an attractive place to live, and the Beltline has been able to support public art in a really phenomenal way. So, art on the Atlanta Beltline kicks off every year with uh, the Lantern Parade. Uh, the Lantern Parade. Um, be- began uh, really uh, as a small gathering um, with a few friends. So Chantel Ritter uh, came up with the idea uh, to-, to have a lantern parade along the East Side Trail and and that has grown from a few dozen people to uh, last September we had over twenty thousand participate in the parade itself, and thousands more line the trail uh, just to, to, to be spectators and, <laughs> and, and witness um, these folks walking uh, through the night with with handmade uh, lanterns of every variety imaginable. So it really is a uh, a, a a a true uh, open public creative forum for folks to come out at no cost and and express themselves in a, in a pretty cool way. So that kicks off the Art on the Atlanta Beltline uh, season. Uh, we, we, the Atlanta Beltline Partnership, built around the Lantern Parade, the old Fourth Ward Fall Festival, uh, to give folks uh, an even broader array of things to do the day before and the day of the Lantern Parade. So we had some of Atlanta's best food trucks out there, uh, lots of live local bands. We had lantern-making workshops to give folks an opportunity to come out with their family and and make their own lanterns. The Atlanta Humane Society brought puppies out um, and we had a really good time, uh, both the day before and the day of the lantern parade. And and then what follows that is the, as you mentioned, the biggest public art exhibition uh, in the region. Uh, We have artists with their art out on the corridor, um, everything from sculptures to photography, um, some of the installations will, will be a little bit more permanent than others. Some of them will will, will uh, disappear or go away at the end of the season, but some of them will stay out in the corridor uh, for a while longer. But it's really a way to, to to bring art to the community. We support lots of local artists through that program, and then we have participation from, from outside of the region as well. Uh, and it really gives people an opportunity to experience and engage art um in a way that maybe you can't do in a museum obviously museums are important but it's a different conversation when you're talking about actually bringing the art to the public so we've been really happy about uh not only the great opportunity to to bring that program to atlanta but the way atlanta has responded to the program itself and we look forward to um, supporting that program and, and growing it even further
0: Our guest is Charles Meadows. He's the executive director of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership. At the start of the show, I talked about his having worked for the Atlanta Chamber, former Governor Roy Barnes, former Mayor Shirley Franklin. Uh, You've been uh, educated, influenced, and partnered with some pretty heavy hitters. Uh, What can you tell us that you've learned from those experiences that you're able to take into your work at the Beltline every day?
1: Wow, great question. Um, you know, uh, the, the main lesson, it, it's collaboration, right? And so if you're in the mayor's office or you're in the, you're in the governor's office, or if you're at, at a chamber at a business organization, um, you don't get anything done if you don't collaborate. Uh, and collaborations and partnerships are important. I think if you look behind any major accomplishment Atlanta has pulled off um, if it's the Olympics, going back to Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, uh, it, it's been done through collaborations with the business community, with the civic community, with philanthropy. Uh, and I think that the Atlanta Beltline is a great example of just that type of collaboration. So I'm uh, thankful for the opportunity to learn from some of the best at bringing people together. And uh, the project, the Atlanta Beltline the project itself, is about connecting Atlanta and bringing people together. And the way we are going to continue to be successful uh, is by connecting Continuing to to collaborate, so we've had some great partners from uh, from Cox Enterprises and the uh, the James M. Cox Family Foundation and what they've contributed to the project. Uh, great private sector participation from companies like Porsche and Kaiser Permanente, uh, and then wonderful grassroots support. Um, from you know Ryan Gravel, who came up with the idea as part of his Georgia Tech master's thesis in 1999, and a lot of community activists and partners who embraced the idea and really built out that vision. And so I'm uh, um, grateful to be a part of such a big uh, collaborative project, and, and that is how we're going to continue to be successful.
0: For folk who have not experienced the Beltline, and I'm thinking about some of our listeners who may be truly, truly, OTP outside the perimeter. What do you think, Charles, is the biggest misconception or if you could tell them one thing that that they need to know about the Atlanta Beltline, the Atlanta Beltline partnership, uh, that that they should why they should come in and experience it?
1: Right. Great question. So, you know, a big part of it is is just that the, the, the perception of the Atlanta Beltline as a city of Atlanta project. Uh, and the reality of it is it, it is truly a regional project. You don't pull off something this large uh, and this broad in scope and geography uh, without having a regional impact. Uh, and even further, we are right now working on the connections to other parts of the region. And so they're, they're, you know the PATH Foundation and others are looking very hard at how you connect the northwest portion of the Atlanta Beltline to the Silver Comet Trail, which has been wildly popular um, traveling through Smyrna and other areas of Cobb. Uh, the, the PATH Foundation is also already working on a connection uh, headed north from Buckhead, up Georgia 400. Uh, so it's called PATH 400, but it will connect the Beltline to, to North Fulton. So it is a truly uh, regional project in its scope and in its scale. Uh, and, and we've seen uh, uh, the greater metro Atlanta area react that way. And so we uh, run, for example, uh, free teacher kids how to ride a bike classes. So if you're uh, a parent like me that uh, either lacks the time or the patience to to successfully uh, teach your child how to ride a bike, <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Beltline Partnership will do that for you. And in about a two-hour class, uh, you, you, you bring... Bring your kid to the class um, not knowing how to ride a bike you can even bring your kid to the class without a bike and we will provide him or her with a bike and a helmet and uh, not quite a guarantee that he or she will leave learning how to ride a bike but a lot of them do leave on uh, you know come with not knowing how to ride a bike but leave um, able to do it uh, but I say all that to say we have folks from all over the Atlanta area who participate in those classes who drive down from you know Cherokee County or Alpharetta uh, to the west end you know uh to 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 some of the areas and the parks where we teach these classes and 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 they are um participating in, in major ways and so we're drawing folks from all over the region and quite frankly that's that's the way we like it
0: exactly and that's not the only free thing you guys offer there's that's more r-
1: that's right that's right so you can you know we have free yoga classes pilates We have fitness-oriented boot camps. Um, We have lots of great opportunities uh, that are fitness-oriented that are free for folks to participate in. Uh, And you can find out information on those classes and opportunities at Beltline.org. And then also the neighborhood festivals uh, that we put on in partnership with Atlanta Beltline communities are, are free and open to the public as well, as is art on the Atlanta Beltline.
0: You're excited to get up and go to work every day, aren't you, Charles? I
1: love this job. <laughs> I really do.
0: I wouldn't tell that by knowing one. No, absolutely. You <laughs> love this job. So people listening want to get involved, want to be a part of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership and support your mission. Is that possible? And how do they do that?
1: Absolutely. So I, I'd encourage folks to go to to Beltline.org um, and look at all the ways that you can get involved, everything from volunteering uh, to becoming an actual member of the partnership. Uh, and, and be on the lookout for, for, for other great opportunities once uh, 2016 kicks off. We'll be coming out with a lot of great ways for, for people to, to engage directly in the project and continue to support us. But uh, keep that website, you know, book that website in your browser, uh, beltline.org, and we'll keep it updated with all types, types of opportunities uh, for Atlanta and beyond to be involved in this great project.
0: Atlanta native Charles Meadows, now the executive director of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership. You are always welcome to come back and visit us, talk about anything new that's going on with the project. All right.
1: Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
0: Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29, on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.